In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us praise God together. Brothers and sisters, today Jesus tells us in Matthew's Gospel, anyone who does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. He calls us to be loyal first and foremost to God and the works of his kingdom, a call to missionary discipleship. If anyone thinks this assignment is easy, then think again. Missionary discipleship is not for the faint-hearted. It demands our moral courage, integrity and fidelity. It demands undivided loyalty, single-mindedness and unmitigated dedication because ultimately it will culminate in suffering and death on the cross in Jerusalem. Therefore, nothing short of a total consuming passion will see us through. Our world, as the first reading reminds us, is inflicted with evil. We are invited to join in the divine project of reconciling and restoring all things in Christ. We can only do so by our willingness to confront situations of injustice or conflict without compromising the gospel and without counting the cost to oneself, such as the ridicule from others. We pray for the courage to follow the example of Christ and live fully the demands of missionary discipleship. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God called to the man after he had eaten of the tree. Where are you? he asked. I heard the sound of you in the garden. He replied, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Who told you that you were naked? he asked. Have you eaten of the tree? I forbade you to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you put with me. She gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What is this you have done? The woman replied, The serpent tempted me, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, be accursed beyond all cattle, all wild beasts, 
You shall crawl on your belly and eat dust every day of your life. I will make you enemies of each other, you and the woman, your offspring and her offspring. It will crush your head and you will strike its heel. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. As we have the same spirit of faith that is mentioned in Scripture, I believed and therefore I spoke. We too believe and therefore we too speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus to life will raise us with Jesus in our turn and put us by his side and you with us. You see, 
all this is for your benefit so that the more grace is multiplied among people the more thanksgiving there will be to the glory of god that is why there is no weakening on our part and instead though this outer man of ours may be falling into decay the inner man is renewed day by day yes the troubles which are soon over though they weigh little train us for the carrying of the weight of eternal glory which is out of all proportion to them and so we have no eyes for things that are visible but only for things that are invisible for visible things last only for a time and the invisible things are eternal for we know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up there is a house built by god for us an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens the word of the lord thanks be to god hallelujah hallelujah if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and we shall come to him hallelujah a reading from the holy gospel according to mark glory be to you lord jesus went home with his disciples and such a crowd collected that they could not even have a meal when his relatives heard of this they set out to take charge of him convinced he was out of his mind the scribes who had come down from jerusalem were saying Beelzebul is in him and it is through the prince of devils that he casts devils out so he called them to him and spoke to them in parables how can satan cast out satan if a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot last and if a household is divided against itself, that household can never stand. Now, if Satan has rebelled against himself and is divided, he cannot stand either. It is the end of him. But no one can make his way into a strong man's house and burgle his property unless he has tied up the strong man first. Only then can he burgle his house. I tell you solemnly, all men's sins will be forgiven and all their blasphemies. But 
Let anyone blaspheme against the Holy Spirit and he will never have forgiveness. He is guilty of an eternal sin. This was because they were saying an unclean spirit is in him. His mother and brothers now arrived and standing outside sent in a message asking for him. A crowd was sitting round him at the time the message was passed to him. Your mother and brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. He replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking round at those sitting in a circle about him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of God, that person is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Saviour and brother, let us ask the Holy Spirit to be with us as we try to understand the message from the readings today. The Gospel especially talks about Jesus's homecoming, an experience that must be familiar to anyone who tries to follow Jesus. Jesus returns to Nazareth with his disciples after a period of preaching, healing and ministering among the people. But instead of a hero's welcome, Jesus got a very frosty reception, not only from his adversaries, but also from his own family and relatives. Does that sound familiar? In the face of misunderstanding and rejection on the part of his family, prejudice and hostility on the part of his adversaries, his fidelity shone through. It is a lesson for us as we endeavour to follow his example and live out the demands of missionary discipleship in challenging times. First, let's look at the prejudice and hostility of his adversaries. They had already concluded that Jesus was fake news because he was not one of them. He was an outsider. He was outside the established system and without credential. He was labelled as being in a league with the arch-demon Beelzebul. In response, Jesus offered a different account of what was going on. As the tree is judged by its fruit, his deeds of healing, forgiving, restoring, affirming, etc. bore witness to the coming of the kingdom of light. There were signs that he, the stronger man, 
had arrived and that he had tied up or overpowered the evil one. Jesus often met entrenched prejudice on the part of the privileged and influential, such as the scribes and the Pharisees. He challenged their adversarial and stereotypical mentality. The God he preached upset them because this God did not reject the socially marginalized, the ritually unclean, or the morally inferior. Indeed, it was the tax collector, the foreigner, the blind, the lame, and so on, who were the beneficiaries of God's unstinting goodness and love. Conversely, the scribes and the Pharisees and those who claimed to be the brokers of God's domain and his exclusive representatives in society were rejected for their pride and arrogance. The second lesson, even more humbling, that we need to consider is this. Jesus had a reality check and it came from his own family. Instead of welcoming him home as a hero, he was treated with shame, with disdain and with repudiation. In Mark's Gospel, the litmus test of Christian discipleship is complete fidelity to the cross in the footsteps of the suffering Messiah. This fidelity would be preferred to even family ties. In Jesus, God did the unthinkable. He started a new family, a new bond that would cut through the traditional structure. This is what it means when Jesus says, anyone who does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. It is a call to us to be loyal first and foremost to God and the works of his kingdom. Missionary discipleship is never for the faint-hearted, nor is it for those who want to have a bob each way. Those who follow God would have to choose him and his values over and above others. Like Abraham, like Joseph, like Mary, they would have to stake everything on God's plan for them. Houses, possessions, emotional attachment to places, people, lifestyle, etc. Nothing less than a total and radical commitment is needed for the citizenship of the kingdom. Jesus uses very strong language and images of family divisions to emphasize the importance of the undivided loyalty, the single-mindedness and the unmitigated dedication which, with which the disciples are to prosecute the cause of the kingdom. Christian discipleship ultimately takes us to Jerusalem with the suffering servant of God. Therefore, nothing short of a total consuming passion will see us through. My dear brothers and sisters, today 
we may not face a hard choice between our faith and our family or our livelihoods. Nonetheless, Christian discipleship demands our moral courage, our integrity, our fidelity. Our world, as the first reading reminds us, is inflicted with evil. Christians are to participate in the divine project of reconciling and restoring all things in Christ. We do so by our willingness to confront situations of injustice or conflict without compromising the gospel and without counting the cost to oneself. It is our commitment to the truth of the gospel, even at the hazard of incurring the ridicule of others. Brothers and sisters, in both the first and the second readings today, we see that there is an awareness of the spiritual combat which must take place in our world and in each of us personally, so that we are truly ready to see the Lord as he is and come to be like him. For many people today, life is simply about enjoying as much as we can get. But for us who follow Christ, life is about becoming as much as possible like Christ so that we reflect the glory of the Father. May we have the courage to follow the example of Christ and live fully what he demands of us, what he asks us to do to be his true disciples, thereby becoming more like him. Amen. For the mistakes we've made this week, this day, for the many times we've given in to sin, for the many times that we have not been responsive to Jesus' call to be his disciples, to be more like him, to confront injustice and evil in our world, we ask for his mercy and forgiveness.
Let us thank our Savior who came into this world that God might be with us. We praise you, O Lord, and we thank you. We welcome you with praise. You are the day star, the first fruits from the dead. Let us rise with you to walk in the light of Easter. We praise you, O Lord, and we thank you. Help us on this day of rest to see goodness in all your creatures. Open our eyes and our hearts to your love in the world. We praise you, O Lord, and we thank you. Lord, we meet around your table as your family. Help us to see that our bitterness is forgotten, our discord is resolved, and our sins forgiven. We praise you, O Lord, and we thank you. We pray for all Christian families. May your spirit deepen their unity in faith and love. We praise you, O Lord, and we thank you. We pray for all those who have asked us to pray for them. We pray especially for our brothers and sisters, our friends, our colleagues who are sick at this time. We remember Charlotte especially. Lord God, be with all those who are suffering any form of illness or sickness. Stretch out your healing hand and touch them. May they find peace and joy. We praise you, O Lord, and we thank you. We remember all those who have died recently. We remember especially Pascal Tukov and Luca Piperno who died recently and all those whose anniversaries occur around this time. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. We now bring our own personal intentions to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, knowing they've promised to hear us and to grant us what we need. We ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, source of all good, Hear our prayer, inspire us with good intentions, 
and help us to fulfill them. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me, joining me today on Pointing to the Saviour of the World. I have been your host, Patrick Tefeu. I wish you a peaceful and joyous celebrations of the resurrection of Jesus on this 10th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Remain blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.